1: Welcome everybody to another edition of Doing the Favor podcast. I'm your host Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at ericbrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the husky heartthrob. He's the sexual intellectual himself, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie?
0: Doing well, brother. Excited, uh, excited to be here. This is going to be a good show.
1: This is, our, of course, our sports show. We did a wrestling watch along last night from Royal Rumble. 1997 so check that out it was hilarious i thought not that we were hilarious i mean the rumble was fucking hilarious but we have a guest this week man i've been wanting to have this guy on the show for a while i conversate with him daily on various topics sports daily fantasy all that good stuff he's the hard body himself he's the man who's been wrecking to doing the favor Fanduel league all season even guys in basketball a couple times an old soul wise beyond his years i can't say enough about the guy our good friend deontay saunders deontay how you doing homie
2: I'm doing very well. Thank you for inviting me, guys. This is an honor to be on the show, and I'm ready to talk sports. Uh, you know, I got tired of busting y'all's head to the white meat on FanDuel, so I had to I had to come on the show and talk about it, man.
1: Yeah, you're I'll tell you what. I, there's a reason I ask you every day what your FanDuel lineup looks like cuz I I seen them wins. I do respect it, and I feel like you have a healthy like I I want to get like, you know me, I want to pick different people's brains all the time. So, I'm sending out five lines to five different people, and I always win with like your kind of suggestions and your way of thinking. So it happens a lot. So thank you so much. The pleasure is all ours. Of course, the NFL season has wrapped up um, a wild season. The first 17 game season we've ever had the second 18 week season we've ever had, I believe it was early nineties. They had a two week, two bi-week season, but yeah, it was wild. Lots of teams lived up to expectations. Lots of teams exceeded them. Lots of teams did not, you know what I mean? I think that I can confidently say that, Deontay's a Washington football team fan. Barry's a New York Giants fan. I am a Browns fan. Our teams are not in the playoffs. They did not reach expectations. Um, your guys' thoughts on your teams and where you're at right now and how tough it was to not make the playoffs.
0: Um, Bear, you go first. I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> um, obviously, and we were hampered by injuries the whole year, which has been a mainstay with the Giants for four or five years now. I mean, it's just never-ending. <clears throat> I think me and you talked about it earlier in the season. I think Daniel Jones is getting a lot of flack that Saquon should be getting because Saquon has shown flashes of brilliance. But he's not held. He's, he's played, what, one full season? Maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you see the flashes are there, but then it's it's hard to win when everybody can just say, well, they ain't running the ball. What and do it's, it? it's, so what do you, What are you going to do? So I dip- think he catches heat for that. And we got to, you know, obviously the coach is fired, GM's done. We're in full rebuild mode now. And I was just talking about this with a Giants fan at Walmart, you know. And uh, he basically, I said, we're in full rebuild you know, like it's gonna be years before we're any good. And he's like, Oh no, dude. Dude, two, three years. I mean, we'll be good. And I was like, No, no, we're not. We're we're ways away. And I think it'll be five, ten years before we're uh we're back in a glory position where we're winning uh, you know, on a consistent basis.
1: I'll tell you what, man, it's I look at Cincinnati, man, they were able to acquire, of course, a lot of skill position talent, but you got to hit on that quarterback. It just all comes down to that. I mean, that's just – you're in a tough spot with Jones right now, him not being healthy and Saquon. I feel like you've seen the flashes but the shelf life with the running back. Add that with the injuries, I don't think he's long for this NFL. I really don't. So, yeah, decisions going to have to get made. Speaking of decisions, one that fascinates me is the Washington football team. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here. Is I, I look from afar, and you guys got a lot of my Ohio State boys down there. But again, the quarterback, big question mark. I feel like the defense is there. I love your head coach. I love the. I think the organization is going in a better direction. Uh, your thoughts on where the team is right now?
2: Um, I, you know, it's it's tough, man, because last year making it into the playoffs, we were supposed to be better this year. A lot. There's a lot of people that had us win in the division. And whether it was with Fitzmagic or Heineke, I prefer Heineke over Fitzmagic. And um, I, I think this year, one, the defense, as much as I like us, severely underperformed. We gave up some of the most yards, worst yardage in the NFL, especially out of the gate, we were the worst defense. And on top of that, as much as I do like Heineke, he's clearly not the guy. He's a transitional quarterback. And like you said, if you don't hit on the quarterback, you, you're just you can't you're not going to be that team especially when you have a team as, as much as i hate to say at the cowboys who have a very solid quarterback and Dak prescott imagine if we had Dak prescott on that team be a whole right. lot better
1: yeah um, to me heineke is a prototypical backup for your team i really mm-hmm. do think that because just is his grasp of the offense <clears throat> excuse me and his history with the offensive coordinator right goes back to college so yep. i think that even just having him there I mean, you can put him in, in spots and feel good about it if your starter goes down, but I don't think he's a guy you want to lean on for a 17-game season. I actually like Fitzpatrick. I've been one of those guys. I know it can be hot and cold, but I'm it's, he's fascinating to watch to me. And I thought that there were weeks when Heineke played well and there were weeks where he just did not give you guys a chance to win to me. Right. And I think Fitzpatrick, as long as he stays away from interceptions, I mean, the ball's coming out. The skill position players are going to have a chance to make plays, and he's going to get you guys in the right – in the right uh, right call, so it's it's apples and oranges. But again, you definitely got to hit on hit on the quarterback. Uh, for me, I'm more curious to hear what you guys think because you can hear my thoughts on Tailsman Estate last week. Me and Drew basically go off on the Browns for now. Uh, Deontay, I'm actually very curious to see what you think. Uh, where we where are you at with Baker Mayfield and the Browns going forward? Now I got to tell you, ahead of, just ahead of, ahead of it, you're not probably going to have Jarvis Landry probably not gonna have Richard Higgins. Mm. Uh chances are you're either gonna have either or one of the two, Austin Hooper or David Njoku. And possibly, possibly, depends on how you feel about Jared Johnson, Kareem
2: Hunt. Okay. Um y'all y'all are in a tough position. You know, I clearly Baker is not the guy. But if y- you don't have Baker, what else do you have? And I know me and you talked a little bit about that. And it comes down to: Do you want one of those transitional type quarterbacks? Do you want to pick up a Fitzpatrick? Do you want to pick up a Teddy Bridgewater? Do you want to reget Tyrod Taylor? Do you want one of those guys? Because if you do, you you can grab them, but they're in that case. I'd rather have Baker, who already knows the offense. At least he at least and knows those, assets for. exactly. He already knows the coaching staff. He knows everybody on that team, so he's going to give you the better chance to win more than likely than those guys. But if you can, trade Baker Mayfield for, uh, I don't know, maybe a guy that's uh, down the road from me about three and a half hours in Houston.
1: So, to me, what's interesting about that is he has the no trade. Obviously, he has to wait. And this is assuming he clears everything. I don't see him, after he gets out of the situation, super eager to go play, no offense, Barry, in New York. You know, no, I, I, think that, I don't blame him. to lay low. <laughs> so I, that's to me, that's the only chance I see it. I talked myself into Matt Ryan after a few drinks at one point on Drew's show, just because I think that his could be a career extender. We have got to get offensive weapons. We have got to draft a wide receiver. I don't think Garrett Wilson is going to fall us at thirteen. I think somebody of the top ten is going to fall in love with him, rightfully so. Uh Jameson Williams getting hurt really fucking hurts hurts that the wide receiver possibilities. So. I like Alave. I don't know if I love Alave at that pick, but we will see. I do like Alave, but the, he to me, like, I also see Garrett Wilson, that freak athlete, twitch speed, twitch muscle speed. That He's different. Mm-hmm. Alave's very, 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 very good. He's not different, though. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Right. Uh, Barry, your thoughts on the Browns before we move on real quick?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I actually like Case Keenum. Because me and you have talked about it. He knows Stefanski's offense. He's hell he took the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship. <clears throat> so not as a not as your starter. I'm just saying I I keep him in that backup role just because he he gives you a chance when Baker gets hurt. Baker's obviously been hurt several times. And they keep trotting him out there, too, though. It's like Sometimes you got to protect your investment there. Like, Case Kingdom's not a bad choice to think, win you a game or two.
1: I think they wanted to give Baker a chance to earn the contract. I really do. I think that, like, uh, it may, it, listen, listen, if he says he can play and the doctor says he can play, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And I I've get, I get that, play, but like, was it a chance? Offense, that's, he, I think he's a turnover machine, too. I just don't think that... But it got to the point where Baker was... He got so bad off that he looks broken at the end of the season. And that yeah. was what was fucking startling. I know they said in the press conference that Baker's a starter going forward next year. To me, I take that at face value because, like, what the fuck else are you supposed to say? Right. Oh, we mm-hmm. to trade this dude. Oh, he's not good enough. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, if you're looking to trade him, you still have to, like, project that you view him as a starter. Right? Yeah. So... But how a-
0: how are you giving him a chance to earn that contract if you know he's fucked up? If you know he's hurt, he's not. he can't give you everything. I mean, he tries. The, the, the dude comes to win. I, I can't take that from him. He makes terrible fucking throws. We've seen that. Daniel Jones makes terrible fucking throws. I mean, our quarterbacks on all of our teams really – struggled a lot and were big reasons why our teams aren't in the postseason so yeah.
1: well speaking of we're gonna go ahead we'll do our picks for the 2021 uh nfl awards we'll go through them real quick um we'll do coach of the year first my pick because i'm just so fucking surprised that they got a one seed mike bravel they uh i i've counted the titans out Many times you go back and listen to our shows. Many times, and somehow they just kept it going. Now they got Derrick Henry back, and they're kind of poised for a postseason run here. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell who you got for coach of the year?
2: For coach of the year, I'm actually going to go with Bill Belichick, and the reason why is because he he nobody expected Mac Jones to lead the Patriots to the playoffs if we're going to be honest, in my opinion. He led the Patriots to the playoffs. They signed all these weapons. The weapons were not performing until the second half of the year, and even then, most of them still didn't. Hunter Henry was probably your best bet. You turned Damian Harris into looking like an elite back. You got Ramondre Stevenson, who most people didn't even know when they drafted him, and he turned out to be a great one-two punch with Damian Harris. And he shocked everybody, uh, especially the way that the season was starting. You know, I as much as I don't like Bill Belichick, I have to give him the props and to him and Mac Jones and to just coaching Mac Jones the right way to show his strengths.
1: That's very true. I think when you have a young a rookie quarterback, you got to put him in positions to be successful and kind of accentuate the strengths and limit the weaknesses. And that's, I mean, Belichick, he had. The thing I'm always fascinated with the Patriots is a lot of NFL teams like, this is what we do, this is how we win, you know. This is and but Belichick every week's a different game plan, every week's a different way to win, and it's just it's they're fascinating to watch. You can love them, hate them, whatever. To me, they're if you sit back, they're fascinating to watch. And He was also the coach of my Browns when I was a kid there, Deontay. So that was a beautiful thing too. <laughs> uh, Barry, Coach of the Year.
0: I and this is crazy to me. Um, I'm gonna say Zach Taylor.
1: Boom. Um. Was waiting for
0: it. From Cincinnati Bengals I mean you're talking about a team That has just Fucking been ragged Last year Burrow goes down Gets hurt Fucking nothing And then Like and Jamar Chase Coming out He's dropping passes He ain't this that That motherfucker put it down mm. He fucking balled out If he ain't the fucking rookie of the year there's a problem, which Don't we'll get ahead. to, which we'll get to. But I'm just saying <laughs> you, ha- I mean, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase is a fucking deadly, deadly uh, combination. Throw in Joe Mixon, you know, you got Boyd. I mean, you have some weapons on that team and he got the most out of what they can do. And, you know, they're, they're playing the Raiders, these cats might win a playoff game.
1: We're going to be picking games later. So see what um, he does. Deontay always wants to jump ahead. I'm going to I call them teasers. I've, I've, Deontay, in my mind, I'm calling them teasers.
0: Deontay, I said they could. I didn't say they were.
1: This is going to be a hotly contested one. I can't wait to hear. It. I'm going to, to give Barry this piece. No, I'll wait till after. Uh, comeback Player of the Year. Barry, you go first.
2: Oof.
0: Man, you almost... I mean... I want to say Joe Burrow. I mean, this dude the fuck out.
1: I he, he's got the second best odds.
0: Okay,
2: that's I, 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 I guess that's who I'd take. How about you, Deontay? I was going Burrow. I want to do it just to troll Barry, but I'm not going to. Go
1: ahead.
2: <laughs> Dak Prescott.
1: Dak Prescott, baby. You know, oh, man. <laughs> fucking. No, I go Burrow. I think he played. He put himself in the MVP conversation in Cincinnati. That is quite an accomplishment for what he. I mean, I'm not looking forward to having to see this guy the next ten or twelve years. That is not cool. So he is, he's a dog, man. We've known it since his days at Ohio State. We actually didn't, but we say that.
2: <laughs> we knew it. We would
1: have, we would have picked Dwayne Haskins over him, but whatever bro had a broken hand i'll defend that all day uh this is gonna be the easiest one defensive rookie of the year i think we can all agree micah parsons
2: yeah
1: we don't need to spend a lot of time on that this is the one that could be a little debatable though and i'm excited to have the conversation i think we're all gonna agree though uh offensive rookie of the year deontay
2: it's Bengals again baby jamar chase
1: Barry. jamar chase i gotta go jamar chase too there's a lot of people who collect cards who aren't going to be happy it's not mac jones
0: look Mac Jones had a phenomenal year like for a he's the first rookie QB for the Patriots ever to start a playoff game no disrespect I mean the the dude's a fucking player but Jamar Chase just had other worldly rookie numbers for a wide receiver
1: yeah to me the Patriots didn't win because of Mac Jones Jamar Chase won some weeks for the Bengals
0: (laughs) but when they uh (laughs) When they played the Chiefs, I mean that slant he ran. I told, I messaged Eric. Right? I said this dude just hit a gear and made these these dudes look like they were standing still. Like it was nasty.
1: Deontay, remember that play against the Ravens, the first Ravens game when he caught on Marlon Humphrey and then just bounced off three dudes and took it to the house.
2: Yep, that, <laughs> that was, was one of those, right? a moment.
1: Browns- as a Browns fan, I'm sitting there, my asshole just puckered up. Like, God damn, we got food. I tell you what, we played him well because Denzel Ward's a great corner, but I mean, that that Chase is coming for a long time, twice a year. That is not that is not awesome. Um, next one, Defensive Player of the Year. I am going to uh make all my Browns fans friends unhappy. I got to go, T.J. Watt. That's a lot of fucking sacks, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have to. You have to. I had Garrett as the defensive player leading up to probably maybe week 12-ish, week 11-ish, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I know everyone wanted Diggs for the Cowboys, but you can't be defensive player of the year when you've given up the most yardage. You can't.
1: He actually so, – Diggs has the second best odds.
2: That's, which see, that's, is absolutely terrible. That's one of the things <laughs> – like, I'm not saying that he's – you know, he – he got a lot of interceptions, but at the end of the day, if you're giving up the most yards to receivers, you're you're not doing your job 100%. It's a lot of give and
1: you, take. I, go ahead,
2: Barry. I was
0: just saying, do you you know why, like, Dion's only got a certain amount of interceptions? Darrell Rivas, they got most of their interceptions the first couple years in the league, and then motherfuckers went, We can't throw over there. With Diggs, they're going, Guess what? We, it might get picked, but there's a 75% chance this is going to be a big play.
1: Yeah. So let's 50, throw 50%. The, a lot of, lot of feasts are fan with him. I do think he's a special talent. His ball skills are next level. I, and I know he's, he's going to be a great corner. Smith is going to play. I love him as a ball hawking safety. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> if you can get another corner there, maybe have him play a rover every once in a while and get creative with your defense. I think Dan Quinn could do a lot of special things with him. That's not a knock on Diggs being a corner. I think he could just be like legit, maybe the best safety in the league, (laughs) like that good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he's that his ball skills are that good.
1: uh, This is going to be a fun one. Offensive player of the year. Barry,
0: go ahead. (laughs) Throw that right to me.
1: They typically Uh, don't give this to a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I know, and and normally I would pick Derrick Henry, but, but he was hurt. Um, man, do you get Jonathan Taylor? Maybe
1: he is tied for the best. There's two people with the best odds.
0: Yeah, tied. I mean, Jonathan Taylor fucking carried the Colts. I mean, you dog poor Carson every week. Mm. I mean, that man's out there on stilts trying to get it done. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I never see a guy, well, I did see Josh McCown play for the Browns, but willing man. to risk his fucking life to play quarterback on Sunday. Josh McCown, I thought he was – there's no way he remembers playing for the Browns. That was insane <laughs> how we let that man almost die on the field. I'll never forget the helicopter spin at the goal line against the Jets. I'll never forget the play where he cut back, not knowing that somebody in the Steelers was behind him and just decleated him like Charlie Brown style. It was fucking nuts. Uh, Deontay, who you got for player of the year, offensive player of the year?
2: Um, I gotta go, Jonathan Taylor as well. Cooper Cup is close second, but it's like you said, you got you're carrying Carson Wentz, and I mean Matt Stafford has other weapons. So I gotta Jonathan Taylor is the Colts.
1: Yeah, I want to go Cooper Cup just to be different, but the element of like John Cooper or Jonathan Taylor had thirty two guys in the box every time he touched the ball, <laughs> and was still able to, you know what I mean, do what he did. So yeah, I gotta go. But Cooper Cup, I mean, he is. What him and Stafford have is really special, and I mean, it got to the point to where you couldn't stop it, but that's a connection, one or the other. I'm talking, they're basically giving the ball to Jonathan Tillbeck, here's the franchise, here's the franchise, 30 times a game, Mm -hmm. which you have to whenever you got two sprains out there quarterbacking for you.
2: And he could win most improved player as well, compared to his rookie season. Right. Yeah.
1: Well okay, we can go most improved I'll I do not have it on the list, but since it's out there, most improved.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor. I mean I picked him in fantasy uh in me and my friends of the league as rookie year thinking he was gonna ball out. And uh, you know, you had Naheem Himes and uh what's that other boy's name? So the running back. Um
1: I know who you're talking about.
2: Yeah, they had him too, M with his last name. But you know, they had Catched both the of ball. them Yeah, they had both for them, so Jonathan Taylor didn't really get a chance to shine, and this year, he just turned it up to a whole nother level. Got bigger, too, like, real, real bigger. You tell he's been in the weight room a bunch. Is it Gaskin? Miles Gaskin?
1: Uh, No, no, he's down in Miami.
0: Oh. Most improved. Oof. That's... Fuck, I guess... uh, I uh, have Christian McCaffrey. He played more than one game this year.
1: <laughs> fuck. Uh I gotta go Jonathan Taylor too. I think Damian Harris, a guy that uh he brought up earlier, Deontay brought up earlier was uh another one. Cooper Cup could obviously be in one too that he's just I mean he's putting up Hall of Fame numbers. Didn't see that coming out of Cooper Cup, you know. So yeah, that's an interesting conversation. Next one is the uh MBP. Deontay, I'll let you go first.
2: It's Aaron Rodgers.
1: You look like you didn't want to say it.
2: I didn't want to say it because he's a jackass, but <laughs> I I love watching the man play football. I love it. It's He's got it down to a science. It's so smooth. He knows he's good at what he does. You can see the little facial expressions when he does certain, you know, make certain plays. I love watching him play football, and he he's the MVP. He's going to win back-to-back.
0: Yeah, to me, it's between him and Tom Brady. Um but Aaron, Ro- Devontae Adams just makes Aaron Rodgers some of the shit Aaron Rodgers, De- Devontae Adams makes it look even better. And for that, I think Rodgers will get an MVP.
1: Yeah, I hate that we agree so much. Yeah, I agree. Aaron Rodgers, and I agree with the Deontay's uh, jackass take. All that stuff was very, I'm not going to get political, but very disappointing for me to hear. So, <laughs> but, you know, you got to separate that shit from. We don't hear a lot of these guys talk, so I, I, you don't want to factor that. I also didn't like that report that writer who has a vote for MVP saying he wouldn't vote. Yeah, I think we got to eliminate writers, yeah. or at least give them so much power in the Hall of Fames and MVPs yeah, um, and I, these awards that, that the come with that, well, obviously come with financial stipulations too and contracts. Let's not mm-hmm. forget that. So it's not just like oh, it's just a piece of metal. No, it comes with a big dollar amount with it a lot of times too. So
0: yeah, that baseball yeah, that, one you shared. Maybe we'll talk about it after we're done with football talk, but that was crazy to me. The dude that only voted for Jeff Kent.
1: Yeah, we I was can. Like, we, are we, you we, fucking serious? Just because Deontay has his uh, Reds hoodie on, I got my Guardians. See, I got I my got Guardians Jackson here wrapping. He got his Bo Jackson Royals. But yeah, we'll touch on a little Hall of Fame after that. Fuck it. Might as well. All right, we're gonna now we're gonna pick the games for this weekend. So it's what are they calling it? Super Wild Card Weekend. That's yes, what sir. they calling it. First year we got seven teams from each conference in the fi- in the playoffs. Um number one seed's got a bye, so no Titans, no Packers this weekend. Not sure what's gonna look like after this weekend. They NFL reseed, so I'm always curious to see how that looks. But starting off, first game, Saturday, all the buzz here in Ohio, Deontay. All eyes are on them. Cincinnati Bengals down there. Can they get their per- first playoff win since 1992, I believe it is. Whew. The Browns got off that snot last year. Our first one since ninety four. The Bengals welcome in the Raiders, who I mean, that was a chaotic scene with the Chargers last week. Uh Barry, what's gonna happen with the Raiders coming in Cincinnati?
0: Man, I'm gonna I'm actually I'm gonna say it comes down to quarterback play. I'm going to actually trust Joe Burrow more than Derek Carr. And somewhere in the game, I think uh, – I don't think it's going to be Jamar Chase. I think Joe Mixon actually makes the play that breaks it open. I think Bengals win by 10.
1: 10. Okay. Deontay. I
2: have the Bengals winning as well. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to make a lot of mistakes. I think Bengals defense will catch him slipping, whether it be with a fumble or an interception or potentially both. Um I just don't think Derek Carr is ready for prime time yet, and Joe Burrow has just been pr- pretty damn smooth all year. I think uh, he gets it done. I got about same seven. I, they're going to win by about a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I, I like the Bengals a lot in this game for a few different reasons. Um, Derek Carr, historically bad weather. Now, it's not going to be terribly bad, but you're looking at 37 degrees this weekend in Cincinnati. Uh, a little bit, possibly chance of snow. That's not terribly cold or whatever. But again, West Coast team traveling. Cincinnati is going to be absolutely rocking, I think. I know the last time they went to the playoffs, they actually didn't sell out their playoff game, which wow. is, yeah. Well, again, Andy Dalton's quarterback. I don't think the team had a lot of hopes. AFC North was down that year. So just one of those deals. So if Cincinnati comes, they bring it. I think they love this football team too. I think Joe Burrow gets them on the nine. This Bengals team could be scary for a long time if this core stays healthy. Saturday night. Now, what's fun, we get Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night football this weekend, which is fucking dope. I love it. All kinds of fan duel lines are going to be set. I think maybe I'll tweet about it a little bit more, maybe invite people to contests, see what I can do. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Saturday night, you have the six-seed Patriots traveling to Buffalo take on the Bills and Bills Mafia. Deontay, what well, you got?
2: This is the third matchup we get of these guys, and I'm taking Bills Mafia. So, cleaner. Shout out to you. I know you're going to be hyped. Um, I just think Josh Allen's going to do it, man. I don't. I think third time around, the Bills will be able to stop the run game of the Patriots, which is their strong suit. I think Mac Jones gets pretty flustered, uh, similar to how he did in their last matchup they just had. Right, I got Bills Mafia.
1: Fair.
0: Well, Cleaner's going to be upset with me because I think there were some injuries. I think the Patriots, and you've, and Bill Belichick's had time to, you know, he's familiar. He's coming in these one game scenarios. And if, you, if there's any coach you should fear in one game scenarios to pull an upset or whatever, it's Bill Belichick. And I just, uh, man, I think the Patriots get it done. I think. Uh, six, six point victory, six point dub.
1: You know, I like the Patriots too, actually. I think that the, uh, I think the bills have glaring weaknesses, I know they've been better at running the ball here recently, mm-hmm. but they have issues on defense. They have issues being consistent on offense. I think they have Stefan Diggs, but outside of that, like, you know, I think I don't think Singletary is like the guy you want to give twenty five carries to either. So we'll see. I also think that there, I mean I think Patriots gonna just gonna game plan the fuck out of this. I like the Patriots on the road. That's 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 gonna be a wild game. I like it by three. I think it's gonna be close. Sunday, the one o'clock game. We have the seven seed, the Eagles, taking on the two seed, the Bucks. Barry, what you got?
0: Oof. Jalen Hurts, can he can he come into prime time and take down Tom Terrific? Uh I don't think so. Not with this team. Uh I would love for it to happen. But uh I think the Buccaneers win. i I think Tom's probably he's on fire. I'd I'd say a touchdown, touchdown
1: win. Deontay. I'm
2: gonna go Bucks. I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's going to be four, 14. So I'll go two touchdowns, maybe even 17 with a field goal added. Um, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I liked him since college, but I just think I just learned my entire time watching football. I can't bet against Tom Brady. Um, they activated Leonard Fournette, so he's going to play, and Leonard Fournette is huge for the Bucks. Um, if you when you have him added to the run game and pass game, I just I can't bet against the Bucks.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to bet against, against him this weekend, and I feel you on Jalen Hurts. I've always been kind of mesmerized that they actually put the franchise on his shoulders like that, and he comes through time and time again. So, I mean, I I love the kid. I wish he was in Cleveland, actually. Me and Drew were talking about that. I don't love the Bucks going super deep, as we normally see, but just because of this, the wide receiver situation. I think yeah. losing Godwin was just an absolute killer for them and a i think <laughs> the second ab thought they needed him he went full-blown fucking ab so it's fucking nuts he's hanging out with kanye now it's wild. is the strip club with hook mm-hmm. uh, A, B. he's it's that's a wild scene yeah i like the bucks though eagles i kind of shocked they're a playoff team but whatever good for them i guess Next up, here's a real interesting one. I can't wait to hear Barry. Deontay, you, you're gonna get full-blown Barry on this one. We got the six seed 49ers traveling to Dallas. Jerry World. Take on that them three seed Cowboys. Dallas is five and two all-time versus San Francisco in the postseason. Not relevant at all to Sunday's game, just a fun stat. Barry, what do you got?
0: Here he comes. Who? D Bo. Okay, DeBo Samuel is going to just absolutely abuse Trayvon Diggs. I mean, this is going to be maybe the biggest exposure in in the NFL the, the whole year. I mean, if Trayvon Diggs thinks he's going to man up on this dude, he he literally might get a Derrick Henry stiff arm and go flying. I I think the the 49ers come into fucking Jerry's world and dog walk the Cowboys dog walk. Them. I don't even know if it's going to be close. You got a score. I'm going to say by 14. I don't think CD lamb gets off. Listen, I look, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Dalton Schultz might be the leading receiver for the Cowboys. That's what I'm, that's where I'm telling you right now. Debo Samuel has maybe 150 and two touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk's going to get, thir- I yeah. think, 30 to 50 in a touch. And I think the run game keeps him. Elijah Mitchell is he playing this week? Sometimes yep. he does, sometimes mm-hmm. he don't. That that <laughs> fucking flow. That flow's coming he's, in.
1: He's on. He's on those 49ers
2: message boards, boy. Just <laughs> hey,
0: I'm just saying. I think Elijah Mitchell keeps keeps that Dak Prescott led offense on the fucking sidelines, and you know how Dak gets when he when they're behind. I'll just throw it up, and you know you do that against San Francisco, you're in fucking trouble, and that's a, that's a that's a wrap. I'm gonna take Niners by
1: fourteen. Well, after Damn. that, Deontay, where are you at? Uh-huh.
2: I don't know how I can follow that up. <laughs> that was beautiful, but I have 49ers as well, but I don't have them by 14. It's going to go either one of two ways. It's going to be close. It's either going to be a shootout or it's going to be a low scoring game because both quarterbacks do commit a lot of turnovers. Um, Dak can commit turnovers. Garoppolo, if he's going to play, I know he always, you know, every now and then he's hurt. Lance could come in, but.
1: Sometimes he doesn't play either.
2: Right. The up. Right.
1: Sometimes, sometimes they don't even suit
2: up. Uh, hey, but I'll tell you what, you know, I, I bet against the 49ers a lot this year, but as long as Debo's healthy, they usually win. They usually win. That's all that they need. He, he's wide receiver, yeah, running they're, back. They're,
0: they're running into rounds and shit to this dude, and he's just the, he's unbelievable. Like, I never thought he was, like, what he turned out. I mean he's a fucking monster.
1: Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Anquan Bolden, actually. Ooh. That's a yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good comparison. Yeah. So, I mean, just the physical, I mean, he's gonna he'll punch you in the fucking mouth. Whether really, he's running the ball in the round, slant, he's got every route, strong. Yeah, I I love Debo Samuel. Um problem is I don't love Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. And that Cowboys defense, if they get home. You're talking Dexter Lawrence. You're talking Micah Parsons. There's a reason Trayvon Diggs gets a lot of picks too, because those guys, the ball is getting put up when it's not supposed to be put up, and he's able to make a make a play. A lot of this, I would say, out of his 11 picks, I bet four of them were gifts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's where there's that's where Dallas' strength is, as opposed to years past. The offense, right, Zeke, not a lot of tread left on tires. Pollard has been their best back. I don't. Yeah. I, I've been saying that all year. I don't think Cooper's been right since he got COVID with his unvaccinated ass. Uh, CD Lamb hit or miss, but yeah, just, and Dak has always been a guy who plays much, much be- better when a he they're either way behind the defense is playing loose, which we've seen historically with a lot of his stats, or he's got that running game. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you drop into his zone time after time or game and scheme him up, it can be done. That's where a lot of those he gets crushed with uh, first half terrible intercept or terrible turnovers in um, negative territory. Almost happens all the time.
0: And if you do that with the 49ers, guess what's coming? Right. They're running it down your throat. But and I think takes it... the ball out of Jimmy G's hands. And how many times this year have you seen the 49ers connect deep? They throw short routes, and then it's on Debo and Ayak to, to get the rest. They don't trust Jimmy G either.
1: Yeah, I think that Dallas, I think they're gonna get a couple turnovers though. I really do. I think it's gonna be a field position turnover game. I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring one. I think Dallas is gonna get out of here seriously with like a twenty four eighteen type deal. It's gonna it's gonna well. just yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. But it, this has potential to be an ugly game, which I think is what the 49ers want. I just think that Dallas is gonna get a couple extra possessions and be able to pull it out. Next up, Sunday night football. I can't believe it. This hurts my fucking heart that I even have to fucking preview this game. We got the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Chargers, not Justin Herbert. The Pittsburgh Steelers, backing into the goddamn playoffs, traveling to Arrowhead to get their fucking head stomped in by the Chiefs. I'm, I don't, I mean, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. You guys can if we want, but this is this is. Gonna be a very disappointing Sunday night game. I think Mahomes goes on. I think the Chiefs are gonna be rolling. I know I got I got trolled for saying the Chiefs were good a few weeks ago, by the way. I wonder if you guys saw that.
0: They've only won they had only won what eight, nine a eight before they lost to Cincinnati. Yeah. Not
1: good uh, at all. Yeah. They were number one seed at that point in the conference, but not good at all. So whatever. Easy to do when you fucking don't have to represent yourself on the internet, talk shit, right? But Sunday night football Steelers at Chiefs. Deontay, who
2: you got? Chiefs. Big wow, Ben, wow. He's, been a, he's been a walking carcass for three years now. Last year, started out, what, 10-0? Fraudulent-ass 10-0. 11-0. 11-0,
1: and
2: you know who beat him? The Washington football team. I was getting groceries at HEB, watching the score, and we fucked him up. I can't stand Big Ben. I, I'm glad he's going to be out of the league, and I can't wait to see... Tyron Matthew, either run in on a blitz and sack his ass or get a pick. I'm done. Barry? I'm yeah. done. <laughs> this is the only
0: fucking thing that scares me is every fucking time somebody writes these motherfuckers off, Big Ben goes into the booth, gets injected, and then they just throw shit. They just, they just throw it constantly. <laughs> And, I mean, my God. And then they end up winning. Somehow fucking pull fluky shit and win. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I think that is way too big of a task to be asking right now. I take the Chiefs. Should be by three touchdowns. I mean, this should be the biggest blowout of the first round, in my opinion.
1: Big Ben, three and four in the wildcard round, tied for the most such losses all time. Speaks how many times they fucking been there, but hey, do you know tell That Barry's right. I've been dealing with this shit fucking forever with this goddamn lucky organization. Out of another degree, they put themselves in positions to benefit from their. Like I understand that, but they should. How is? How are they a playoff team? We lost to them twice. Our roster was way better than theirs, except our quarterback was operating about 35%. I'm gonna go ahead and make an excuse right now. That's right. All right. We handed TJ Watt the fucking Defensive Player of the Year because Baker couldn't move either. He had like four and a half, five sacks that game. Beautiful. Just big. I got Big Dennis texting me all week. Time you guys play this weekend?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how dare! How dare you, Big Dennis? <laughs> At
1: least I got a whole ass gallbladder. You just got your shit taken out, Dennis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be watching. I'm gonna watch football with my gallbladder this weekend, homie. You doing yeah. that? Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is gonna be a collective ass whooping, though. I, I, if anything, I'll be drinking wine Sunday night watching the Steelers just get their fucking shit kicked in. That, that maybe that'll be fun. I don't know. But if they win, I'm gonna fucking be angry drinking. <laughs> Monday, January 17th. Big Dennis's birthday, by the way.
0: Okay. Happy birthday, Big Dennis. Happy birthday. He's gonna be
1: watching the five seed Cardinals take on the four seed Rams in SoFi. I'm sure the card, I'm sure it'll be a fifty fifty split on fans. This is a fun one. Deontay, who you got?
2: This is the toughest game to pick out of mm-hmm. all these. And I'm gonna go with the Rams. It's it's hard for me to go with the Rams, but with the Cardinals not having D Hop right, he's still he's going to be out the whole he's postseason. Done. The Rams having Cooper Cup security blanket, I got to go with the Rams. I know the Cardinals got James Connor back, which is big for them. He's been yeah. good all year. But
1: you want to talk about most improved player?
0: James Connor.
1: Man, I yeah, he, think he
0: he died off in Pittsburgh and
1: resurrected I, I wrote himself. Him completely off. And yeah. Benny
2: Smell over him in the depth yeah. chart.
1: Barry. Cardinals Rams.
2: I you
0: gotta trust that Rams. Aaron Donald, you know. I, I trust them over to get to Kyler Murray better than I trust Arizona's D to get to Stafford. Like I said, you got Cooper Cup. OBJ is. I hate to say this but he is due to have a fucking big game out of nowhere. Just he randomly will fucking have 30 and like three catches and then he'll hit you with nine for like 150 and
1: two or three touchdowns. fucking three years though. Yeah. <laughs> he just randomly <laughs> gets.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Rams. The Rams by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, there's very real potential that Matt Stafford could throw this game away.
2: Yeah. That's my fear. He could throw three straight picks.
1: And he's been a machine at throwing pick sixes. Mm -hmm. And I've been playing him in FanDuel because I've been going with that, you know, that Stafford Cup, that that combo, trying to stack them. And you look up, you see fucking negative four. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, I'm not watching the Rams game. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I do like the Rams. I do think they have the better roster. Cardinals, I mean, no D-Hop. What are you looking at? Christian Kirk is your number one? Yeah, AJ, AJ, AJ Green. Thing. So, I mean, who's Jalen Ramsey going to be covering? AJ Green?
2: Yeah. And the Rams also got back Cam Akers. He's going to be playing. Well,
1: which I saw, which is great. I, saw, I, I didn't yeah. realize he was going to play. I saw him playing last week. That's fucking dope.
2: Yep, and you got him. If Henderson's healthy, nice one-two punch. Sonny Sonny. Michelle. If you want to tear
1: your Achilles, you want to do it the first day of training camp, right? That way, like, you at least come back for that playoff run. That's dope.
0: The fucking scary thing is if the Titans actually activate Derrick Henry.
2: He is. He's activated.
0: activated. And this motherfucker comes back, and he ain't. And he's been off for seven, eight weeks. It
1: starts he just starts pushing people's sons head in the goddamn yeah. dirt like he does. I,
0: and that's a scary fucking thought already with these motherfuckers. And now he's healthy, like had half the season off just to come back and push your shit in in the playoffs.
1: Imagine being a corner in the NFL. I would. I, I'm getting blocked. I'm getting blocked. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm. I might lock up with the receiver myself and be like, just hold me. Just fucking were, hold me right here because I am not getting fucking spiked in the guy. You remember
0: we were doing the show the last time they were in the playoffs and he's, and I went, no, oh. that wasn't a
1: playoff game. That was like a that was, that was like the COVID year last year. That was like a Tuesday reschedule. Whatever it was. I, I uh, remember you know that. I we were you listening doing to that last year? I don't know if you were. Yep. We were watching that shit live. We we're doing a wrestling <laughs> show, watching the football game live. And I mean, it was just a collective, oh shit, because we saw Josh Norman just get the soul. Just pushed out of his <laughs> fucking body and driven <laughs> six feet on the goddamn field. <laughs> Do you I see why we should – Brakes and cleats flying in the air. We should you, have
0: you. visual, Aldi. We should have visuals for Eric fucking slamming heads into the ground. <laughs> 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 All
1: right. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. I can't wait. Uh, while we're on football, Deontay, we'll skip ahead a little bit. I'm just going to ask you your picks. We're not going to get Barry's our picks yet. Well, yeah, let's do our picks, Buck. We'll do our picks, too, just to kind of hold ourselves a bit accountable. Um, who you got in the Super Bowl and who's winning?
2: Oh, my gosh. Put me on the spot.
1: Mm-hmm. Didn't he, though?
2: And watch, he'll
0: go last. He'll fucking go last. Of course I will. And I knew the question <laughs> was coming.
2: Well, <laughs> the benefits of driving the car, right?
0: That's true. Yeah, That's
2: fine. I think... Okay, out of, okay, out of the AFC, I think it's, I think the Chiefs go, I think the Chiefs go, and who's out of the AFC.
1: Who else are you thinking about before you move on? Who else are you thinking about? So it's all you, I feel like two teams are bouncing around your head right there.
2: I think the Bengals are sneaky. I knew it! The Bengals are sneaky. I love the Bengals so much. Uh, They're three-headed monster, man. T. Higgins. I'll, just to let everybody know, I was on the T. Higgins bandwagon last year. I picked him up on the waiver wire in my fantasy league. Everyone was calling me dumb for doing it. Same thing with Tyler Boyd. Goats. Great, great receivers. So the logical thing is the Chiefs. However, the Bengals are so sneaky they could do it. If Burrow plays the way that he did those last two games he played, Obviously, he's not going to throw 500 yards every game. But if he plays even close to it and the Chiefs haven't been the Chiefs of old, the Bengals, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going Bengals. Bengals and Packers. Who's winning? Packers by three.
1: I like your comparison to the AFC. You know, like here's the thing. Like, you know the Chiefs are gonna make you nuts, but the Bengals might suck the soul out of your body. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's, I mean, they're such like they're so sexy, right? And like, I, I know what you're saying. I'm a Browns fan, and I'm sitting there like, man, they might be the healthiest – They might be the most explosive team right now.
2: They yeah. are.
1: Right, Barry, who you got?
2: Oh. I was
0: just thinking while he was. Nick kind of just I, hitting
1: the fucking edit button right now as he listens with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: you don't want to know what the soul leaving your body feels like, son. Not until you're at least sixteen. <laughs> <clears throat> no, uh, man, I, yeah, I love fucking Derrick Henry, and I I'm gonna say Tennessee. I just just his this motherfucker since he's been in the league, and that team. You know he's getting the ball. You know he's getting the ball. And he still fucks you up. And then you got AJ Brown and now you got Julio Jones. Sneaky old Julio Jones. So he's another one think. that he's another one that could have nothing. And fucking but I'm gonna say Tennessee and the AFC and unfucking fortunately, I'm gonna say the Packers, and the fucking NFC. And I honestly hope King Henry wins. I hope Tennessee takes the fucking crown, beats Aaron Rodgers a sorry ass, and I'm going to say 24 to... I'm going to say 24-16, and Rodgers throws the Hail Mary. Devontae Adams can't come down with it for the first time all year, and they lose.
1: See, even if he has to work just a little just a little troll in there, right? Just a little troll. Holy. For his Wisconsin friends will listen. I'm going uh Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're the most battle tested. I do think they're the best team. I think that the defense has come a long way since beginning the beginning of the season. Uh they did lose that matchup with the Bengals in the regular season, but I think just them being battle tested, them gonna react well. Mahomes gonna go down swing. He's still Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? So I do think he's fallen into some bad habits. Maybe talk about that some other time. But, you know, kind of the gunslinger thing kind of came to, came to surface a little bit. You know what I mean? And that's just – I mean, the guy was riding so high. You can't expect him to play that level, a GOAT level, every single fucking week. It's it, The guy's gonna, NFL careers, nobody goes about ups and downs in those careers. Nobody does. And I think the stories we told about the Chiefs of – You know, I can just see the the America's team now, right, on NFL films. Early in the season, TV were writing us off, yada, yada, yada. Now we're here holding the trophy. Mm -hmm. I do think they're going to play the Packers. I think that the Packers, they oddly look average sometimes. For as good as they are and as good as Aaron Rodgers is, as good as Devontae Adams is, as good as Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you keep going. For some reason, like, their special teams has gone awful. And I do think that's going to cost them at some point. It's cost them this year a little bit in moments. I think that's you got to be great in all three phases. I firmly believe that in the playoffs, you can't be like historically bad in one of those phases and expect to like overcome that. I do think that's going to bite you in the ass. I love the Bengals. I really do. There's not really another team in the NFC I really love though. You asked me six, seven weeks ago, out I said Dallas. But my opinion is kinda of, I've just kind of soured on them a little bit. Def, Dak hasn't been the same since the Cavs. So I gotta go Chiefs, Packers. and I'm taking the Chiefs in a probably a ten point win.
0: And I, I actually I think the NFL wants that. They need uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, head you mm-hmm. know, headlining. Because Brady's been there, you're wanting to build it kinda like a work, kinda like wrestling. You got those you need those young those young budding superstars. To face off for that big uh, monster
1: payday. I will say, I got Dallas in the NFC Championship game. That is a terrible Ooh. pick. I don't. I don't think the Bucks are long for this world. I don't think Dallas is
0: long for the weekend. Because a who? D Bo. That man is coming to Dallas to fucking send Jerry Jones. Maybe. To the hospital there, Parkland, wherever, wherever Kennedy went, Jerry Jones might end up there.
2: God
1: damn. Well, that was fun. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know if I'll do a pick'em this weekend or anything. I mean, I guess we could, but with so few games, are bound to have ties. Yeah, yeah
0: you're going to so. have forty-five ties and.
1: But that was fun. And now we're going to move on just a little bit since me and Deontay both got our baseball gear on. And Deontay and Barry is just super eager Fuck. to talk about this.
0: I got my fucking – I got baseball shirt on too. He's
1: got his Bo Jackson homage shirt on right now. Fuck. Is the uh, 2022 Hall of Fame ballot. Voted on by the Baseball Writers Association of America. Uh, I think the credentials are you have to be covering – I'm not sure. But you have to be somehow involved in covering for 10 years. You have to be 10 years – tenured in the Baseball Writers Association of America to earn a vote. So a lot of these guys have been voting for years and years and years. A lot of guys will not turn in a ballot. They turn in empty ballots every year because of various issues and stances and things that. Apparently Major League Baseball came out a few years ago. Like Joe Morgan wrote letters, or he signed letters, kind of urging people not to vote for PED guys. That was something. So – you know, I think, I think you're a vote, you should go in with free will and it is what it is. Uh but the big news that came out that Barry want to talk about was Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe, who's been covering the Red Sox for years. Uh turns in a ballot apparently it's the second or third year in a row with where he only votes for Jeff Kent.
0: Fucking stupid.
1: Very strange. Uh Deontay, kind of a resident baseball head yourself. Why don't you go ahead and know uh, your thoughts on that?
2: The, ba- the Baseball Hall of Fame is something that's tough to talk about because it's, it's a sham at the end of the day. These writers think that they're, you know, above and everybody else and they know the game and the integrity of the game. And there's, there's, you know, a lot of guys that should have been in the Hall of Fame for a while. I think the fact that you turned in a ballot, which I love Jeff Kent but the fact that you only turn in a ballot with his name when there's easily other deserving people. And mind you, some people that may be in the last year of their eligibility or coming close to the last year of their eligibility, that's BS. If you're going to do something like that, you shouldn't be allowed to vote.
1: Yeah, to me, this goes back to our discussion earlier. Baseball writers are a finicky, finicky, finicky group of people. They have been historically forever – um they seem to have this strong moral compass for other people that they don't always have for themselves. Uh a lot of personal feelings are factored in. It's not just performance on the field. It's a lot of relationships and will a guy give me access or he treat me like shit, yada yada, 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 yada. It's bullshit. I think there needs to be a part of <clears throat> I don't know how you would do this, but guys in the Hall of Fame, um, um guys they played against. Managers, mm-hmm. there has to be a committee, I would think a big committee. But baseball writers like you got guys in Cleveland they will never vote for a White Sock and vice versa, or guys in Cincinnati who would never vote for a Cub um, or a Cardinal and vice versa. You know, so that it's 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 ridiculous. Now have Jeff Kent be your only guy. Why I mean if your reason is PEDs, why is he excluded? Right. Because everyone in that era is pretty much in question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no way that, I mean, guys were, very Bonds, I believe, never had a failed test.
0: He didn't. He just kept hitting home runs.
1: <laughs> guy's shoe grew three or three sizes. Hat grew two and a half sizes. But, I mean, it was, it was nuts what they were doing. To me, I mean, you already, listen, you got scumbags in the Hall of Fame already. Right? And I think the whole PED thing has been completely kind of, I think it's been blown out of proportion. I draw the line at cheating. I do draw the line at... And I don't know how you feel about this, Deontay. Maybe this might be a whole other show. <clears throat> I'm very strong opinion on the Pete Rose thing. I'm oh, very no, strong opinion.
2: Deontay. Oh, oh, man. We're going to have to get Grandpa on here. Grandpa might tear you up.
1: I would... You know, I would... Out of your respect, <laughs> your grandfather. I would let him. I would never... <laughs> the older generation, I, I let him have that. Because I know that's what they grew up on. That was a favorite. He has... Feelings for Pete Rose that I could never, you know, know about. Senior,
0: Senior has the same shit. Thinks he's the right. greatest ever, and it's like, come on now.
1: You know, so but to me, Bonds is a Hall of Famer.
2: Hundred percent. He was a Hall of Famer before the steroids.
1: Right. Uh, I think he's a piece of shit. But I think Clemens, well, I you know. The thing that I have a hard time with the PT, PEDs where it gets cloudy for me is when guys who are seemingly done and then have this big resurgence, which I believe Clemens... I don't say he was done, but he was trending towards an average major league pitcher. Then all of a sudden in Toronto, he had this big, big boom. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so... But lots of Cy Youngs. You can't write the history of baseball without him. I got to put Roger Clemens in there. <sighs> Andrew Jones.
0: Yeah, I love Andrew. Andrew Jones can play.
1: Is he a Hall of Famer, Barry?
0: That, see, that's a that's a thing. Is to me, it's like, can you can you tell baseball's history without Barry Bonds? No. you? I to me, you can't. With Andrew Jones, yeah, you probably can, you know. But in that era, how many better fucking center fielders were there? Not fucking no. many, you know. Um, the, You said this dude was fucking in the Boston Globe?
1: Dan Johnson, yeah. yeah. Listen,
0: David Ortiz, when he walks anywhere in fucking Massachusetts, they should get down on the fucking ground and fucking anything he wants. They should fucking give to him because Mm -hmm. they love fucking the Red Sox in that fucking city. And what was it? They were down. What? Three, three, one, three, oh,
1: three, oh, three, oh,
0: and this dude said, you know what? I ain't going anywhere. And he hit how many clutch fucking hits in that series. I mean, they did a 30 for 30 on it, not just him, but I mean, he, he, he was the fucking catalyst in a lot of those games. And I mean, come on. I mean, he broke the fucking curse. They broke the curse. Everything. How can you not put that fucking dude down?
1: So he's a real interesting, he's a real interesting one, right? So he started his career in Minnesota. Yep. And this is back when I don't know if you re- you I don't know if you remember, Deontay, these Minnesota teams with Tory Hunter and all these guys, they were playing small ball.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: They were No one was hitting home runs. He was he this dude. If you can imagine, David Ortiz was slapping the ball the other <laughs> way. Slapping. <laughs> slapping. It was fucking wild. Uh, he was a little more of an average guy. So if you look at his uh, 2000 season, age 24, the year he finally played a full season, 130 games. He had 18 home runs. No, I'm sorry. He had 10 home runs and 63 RBIs with a 282 average in 130 games. David Ortiz. He comes to Boston in 2003. his age 27 season. That turns into 288 with 31 home runs and 101. Uh, War was never great. On-base percentage was average. Slugging was great. OPS was really good. But his Boston season, so he went. 2004 he made his first all-star team you're talking 301 41 home runs 139 rbis reverse the curse they win the world series 2004 and he keeps it up until his age his even lowest home 40. Run with, some in, with some injury seasons but his age 40 season in 2016 the man hit 38 home runs 127 rbis with a 315 average
0: last season it's, the big- it's not even a fucking he's not even
1: a question
2: He should be – he's first ballot.
1: Yeah. You're talking 541 career home runs, which I – hold on. And also, the only thing keeping Fred McGriff out is he hasn't hit 500 home runs. That's what they say all the time. The man's at, like, what, 495 or some shit? Right. Come on. Round the shit up. That's fucking stupid. Crime dog. But you're talking uh, lots of all-star teams. He finished – highest he finished in MVP was second. I'm not going to sit here and pick apart David Ortiz's career. If they, the DA, so <laughs> if they want to punish him for being a so be it. If they want to punish him for like not a great career war, it's not that bad. It's fairly average among Hall of Famers. So, I mean, he's, he's got a 55-worth career. It's I mean, terrible. 541
0: home runs, you're in the Hall of Fame. And you're in the Fame.
1: And, and with what, three World Series with the Red Sox? You're in the yeah. Hall of
2: Fame. And i 2004,
1: he lit. I mean, you know what i I don't want to. I hate putting this. But how were you in 2004?
2: 2004, I was
1: eight. So you were, you were pretty tuned in, though. You were watching the games. When you're eight years old, that's about when you start, like, understanding what you're seeing, right? hmm So you remember that very well. It's probably like an early baseball memory for you. When I was eight, to date myself, Kirk Gibson going around the base. Uh,
0: <laughs> Deontay, when <laughs> but I was I remember
1: a, it vividly, too. Vividly, by the way.
0: When I was eight, Eric Davis going yard in the 1990 World Series the wire to they wire huh
1: and then getting hurt
0: and huh? eh, whatever they won one bro Who
1: was the but, mvp of that series deontay knows fuck. No. glenn no. braggs no. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> billy What's Hatcher.
0: That's? i'm just fucking um
1: was it billy hatcher was loose Oh, was uh, the pitcher um
0: jose, oh, rio, uh, big jose rio jose rio calm down there but you have, you got Manny Ramirez on this fucking list. Mm. You're telling me Manny Ramirez ain't a fucking Manny being Manny. Yeah, he's a little fucking nuts, but the man could fucking hit a baseball.
1: The man 69. could play. 9.3 career WAR for Manny Ramirez. Let's go over some of these numbers here. <laughs> You're talking 555 career home runs, Jesus. 312 career average. Yeah, he's that not get Hall of Fame. Uh, young Manny, I saw him play for the Canton Akron Indians, and in I want to say 1992, maybe 91, and at Old at, at Thurman Munson Stadium there in Cle- and and uh, Canton Ohio, like right across the bridge from the Hall of Fame Football Hall of Fame. But it burst on the scene, um, first really full season of the Indians was '95, the year they went to the World Series. They only played 144 games that season. Young Manny was hitting seventh in that lineup, sixth or seventh. And was um, 31 home runs, 107 RBIs, hitting 308. He uh, 12th in Rookie of the Year. I'm sorry, 12th in MVP, All Star, shortstop. Oh, shortstop, Silver Slugger. I'm an idiot. And, and, it, and basically, that just keeps up. You're talking home run totals of 31, 33, 26, and kind of down year. 45, 44, 38, 41. And it goes like that all the way until about 2008, his last all-star season. He floundered for a few years after that. Obviously, he had the PED thing late in his career. He went to the Dodgers, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, to me, there was a time when he was in discussion for greatest right-hand hitter of all time.
0: Yeah. He was... One of the most, if not the most feared, right-handed hitter, fuck, in baseball at one point. I mean, I thought. Um, A-Rod's on that list. Um, another dude, I, no, I don't think he's a fucking Hall of Famer. I don't, not in my opinion, but Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. That was Sosa. the next...
1: I- yeah. I got his baseball
0: you, reference up right now. That was my next guy. Go ahead. You you can't tell the history of baseball without Sammy Sosa because of the home run, you know, the home run chase, the battles. That kind of they say saved baseball. Him and Mark McGuire. But now okay, I'm that gonna go ahead and I'm I'm gonna just give saying you a five this. year span.
1: I'm gonna give you a five year span for homers for Sammy Sosa. Okay, but
0: I'm just saying this. Hold on. I I don't think they say that saved the game, but now you're punishing those dudes for the game still being around for doing shit. Those guys were doing
1: the game was always going to be around.
0: I, I know, but the, the attendance was you. Fuck. You remember there was strikes. There was, I mean, it would be bad. I mean, they helped
2: like when I got into baseball was around that like 2002, 2003 timeframe where, it was like Bonds was still hitting. Uh, I think McGuire had just retired, but you had Sammy Sosa. That was the tail end of Rafael Palmero. A Rod had just, or the next year had just signed a big contract with the Rangers. He was hitting. So, and as a seven year old kid, what are you attracted to? You're attracted to home runs. Yeah. Not a, you're not attracted to this pitcher that pitched a no hitter because as a seven year old, you may not understand that yet. But you understand that this big jack dude is knocking it out of the park, and the pitchers are walking him four times a game because they're they're afraid to throw to him <laughs> with the bases loaded. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go
1: ahead and give you a five year span for Sammy Sosa's home runs, starting in 1998. Got okay. 66, 63, 50, 64, 49. That's Jesus. crazy. that's a great career for a lot of guys
0: yeah i mean that's insane
1: he finished with 609 career homers 1667 rbis 273 average people forget young sammy was stealing a lot of bases bit Mm -hmm. of a wild card i do remember his white Sox days his early cubs days obviously i remember too because the cubs were on tv every day at two o'clock yeah so yeah he but he was had stolen bases he was having 30-30 seasons back in the day, yeah. that wasn't an extreme popular thing.
0: Uh, underrated dude on this list to me is
2: Gary Sheffield. Love I him. mean, the, Sheffield. Ma- the
0: Marlins, fucking, I mean, him, I mean, our boy Omar viscale who turned out to be a confirmed piece of shit, apparently. Yeah. I mean, really? what really yeah, Can you believe? I, I was putting him over. I was like, Just the best the fucking glove ever. Best glove and fucking a shortstop. And he comes out, he clotheslined his fucking eye.
1: Yeah, not great. Uh, let's go back to Sheffield a little bit. I know Deontay said he loved him. Yeah. I uh, Watched a lot of his career very closely. I got rookie cards around here somewhere, actually. Uh, you know, if they say the benchmark was 500 career homers. He's got 509. Uh, another 1,600 RBI guy, 292 career average. I'd have to go in his advance. I'm sure his war and everything is great. Uh, Batting titles. Never won an MVP. Finished third one year.
2: He was top ten five times. He's got five silver
0: sluggers. He's got an NL batting championship. Nine-time all-star. I mean.
2: And if you're doing, um, you know, he played 22 years. So, he got longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they take that into account. So,
1: to me, yeah. Okay, here's an interesting one Kurt Schilling. Now, to me, he is. I know, listen, I know he's wild these days. His social media presence is wild. This isn't the hall of morals. I'm not factoring any of that shit in. I'm factoring just what I saw in the field. I've never met Kurt Schilling in my life. I'm not. whatever but 216 career wins 146 career losses i feel like that's an overblown stat era 3.46 he uh he had some wild times early in his career he bounced around with baltimore then the philly years was really when he came into his own. but i remember the was the one year he's the world series and he was always been kind of a character kind of a young guy was kind of a 500 pitcher kind of a middle of the road starter and then he turned it on and to me became one of the absolute one I mean, maybe the best in big the conversation for best big game pitcher of his of his generation.
2: Absolutely. I, I was literally back teams with Randy Johnson. Yeah. I
0: how how do you like fucking in the World Series when they they throw Curt Schilling on the mound and then they're like, Yeah, we'll let Randy Johnson come out of the fucking bullpen. How shitty would that be?
1: Never won a Cy Young Finished second three times
0: Who's he pitching? I mean, but who's winning them? Who's winning the Cy Young? (laughs) His teammate I mean, fuck
2: Yeah, I'm looking here Yeah, Randy won
0: (laughs) So so you have
2: one and two check, Check this out Imagine this, you're two aces Randy Johnson wins 24 games And Curt Schilling wins 23
1: 47, Forty-seven wins
2: off of two guys,
1: and they were going. This is, and he was like the last of a dying breed. That like he was going deep in the games. I mean, let I gotta let me check his some of his innings real quick. Cause they have to be out of control. Yeah, he's at like two fifty-six, two sixty-eight, monster innings, especially in his prime. I mean, yeah, he had a couple of years, two fifty-four, two sixty-eight, back to back in '97, '98. Yeah, then he goes to Arizona, two fifty six, two fifty
0: nine, back to back. That's nuts. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually on my way back. I was picking my uncle up, uh, bringing him home from prison in Florida, and we'd made it into Kentucky during game uh, six of the uh, Diamondbacks Yankees. <laughs> I was listening on the radio.
1: see where we go here Deontay sometimes we just sometimes we take a detour every once in a while right I hit them
0: with that hard left (laughs) they never expect a prison story in the middle of baseball
1: (laughs) uh you guys got anything else on the hall of fame
0: I'm good Mm,
2: no just be better baseball writers be better Exactly. exactly yeah
1: Deontay Thank you so much for coming on, man. I had an absolute fucking blast tonight. I want to have you on again in the future. Maybe we can do a watch along at some point. Barry can learn you up on some old, old, old wrestling that I got sitting on the learning tree sometimes when I watch that shit. That 1982 world class show, I had never seen in my life. So- it was excellent. He fucking
0: liked it, though. He liked
2: it. <laughs> oh, it was excellent. I was binge watching last night, catching up on podcasts and that. Yeah, that,
0: that's that was- my guy.
2: That was great i hadn't you know especially because a lot of that older stuff you know i know all the names i can tell you maybe who they faced and things but as for seeing a lot of those legendary matches no and that was a great one although the finish was very clunky
1: yeah
2: <laughs> very very clunky
0: yeah they couldn't figure yeah. out uh when the Old door was death. supposed to slam yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: Barry, anything you want to say before you get out of here?
0: No, man. I had fun. It was a blast. Uh, I had, man, it was fun. We finally got to do a sports show. We'd been a couple weeks off.
1: So, yeah, it was cool. I got to talk
0: shit about the Cowboys.
1: Do you want to say any any last words?
2: Uh, No, just thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, Definitely one of my favorite podcasts, some of my favorite people to conversate with, and uh, hope to be back on. For
1: sure, man. We'll definitely have you back on pleasure definitely all ours uh we're gonna have more guests in the future too just because for us it just makes it more interesting if you notice our podcast it just kind of always evolves into something different where our interests are figure if we're gonna like put a microphone in front of our face we want to do it the way we want to do it so we appreciate you for supporting us and one of the reasons i we want to have you on is because your support and because we've used a really good friend that we respect all your opinion your social media presence is fucking dope and more people need to be like Deontay. so thank you guys all so much for listening supporting all that good shit we're going to come back with a couple of shows next week. Enjoy the playoffs this weekend, folks.
2: Peace.
0: No no peace. What? Deontay, get your shit in. Tell us where what? we can follow you. Oh, edit. oh, okay.
1: Barry, edit that.
2: <laughs> Deontay,
1: get your shit in. Let us know where, you, where we can find you on social you media. You got to
2: leave it in. You got to leave it in. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore under the knife. Um, on Instagram, it's the same exact handle. And you can follow my music shop at Hollow Ground Distro. Um, go get you some hardcore metal. Uh, Eric tried to rush us off
0: the air. I refused to leave. Uh, you can <laughs> follow me on Twitter at bfrost 28 <laughs> Eric drop the credentials, sir.
1: At Eric Brown 740. Of course, always follow the show on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Doing the Favor.
0: All right, guys, with that, thank you for listening. Good night, and God bless. It goes one, two. 3 into
1: the 4 ever Barry are up with ETF and that's for show If you don't come correct you get your ass fold. So take a minute and chill until the next episode Doing the favor
0: always bringing the heat That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets My dude Eric holding down for the streets Them Ohio players got their ears to the beat Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be
1: your lifeline. I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor. Let it marinate in something to savor. We ball so hard. This is a layup. Until the next time, doing the favor. Yeah,
0: doing the favor. Doing
1: the favor. Uh, Doing the favor.
0: Until next time, do me the favor.